Sup, fellas. <clears throat> Gotta be honest, I'm still not over the fact that Cody fucking Zeller beat me in week one. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Though they might not have gotten tickets to the game, here are the Andersons for a recap of the week. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your favorite radio host, Joe Anderson, reporting live at 9.38 Central Standard Time, that's 10.38 Eastern Standard Time, and 7.38 Pacific Standard Time for a friend on the West Coast. I'm doing this really quick today because I'm home with a sick kid, and she's looking at me like right now like I'm crazy. Say hi. Hi. Say Hi. 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 All right. Well, let's keep this moving. Tom asked me for a recap, and that's what I'm going to give him as soon as I pull up the standings. And the Wi-Fi is a little slow down here. And why don't you say something? Say basketball. Basketball. Say Chuck is a three-time champion. Chuck is a three-time And say... Sorry, Andy, but you're going to lose. Sorry, Andy. You're going to lose. Lose. Say, you're going to lose to my dad. You're going to lose to your dad. Yeah. Say, Michael Jordan's the best. Michael Jordan's the best. That's right. Well, I really shouldn't have to record anything more after that adorable, adorable segment by my co-host, Sylvie, who is sick with a snotty nose and a slight fever. Okay. Well, Tacoma Blazers took me down and moved to 5-1. and one. I could not overcome the loss of Kyrie, and I lost by 90 points. Great. Tom, my goodness, taking down Dan. Unbelievable. We're looking at 400, maybe 500. Who knows? The math is so high. We are past data, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at this score, 1257.3 to 738. Never seen anything like it. Unbelievable. All right, well, moving on, we had JB taking down stacks in a tight one. He won by 24 plus three. Is this 27? 27.7. All right. Then next, other other one was a tight one, too. Young Guns and Bigger <laughs> Big Drummer Boy. <laughs> what do you want to say? Yeah. Say, Can you say, Sean beat Kyle? Say, Sean. Sean. Beat. Say, beat. Beat. Kyle. That's right. All right, moving on. I can't say Dewey's team name right now because of present company, but he took down Andy. Say Dame Good. Yeah. Say Dame Good. Dame Good. Orange Julius. Orange Julius. That's right. All right, and then 20 pounds of hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Who did he beat? Doug Kyle? All right, well, that's going to do it for the recap. It's a very cute one. And I want to go ahead and give a big shout-out to Doug Kyle for yet another glorious song. If his record can uh, get past this 3-3 three and three hole he's in right now. Where's the train? I don't know. I'm doing, a, I'm doing my podcast. I'm trying to be professional right now. You know? I'm trying to record this for my friends. You know? Can you say Fantasy Brewing Company? Say, say Fantasy? Fantasy. Brewing? Company. She's eating a donut, ladies and gentlemen. And let's go ahead and look at look at the current matchups. I'm beating up on Andy by 
possibly thousands of points. JB taking over Tom, looking to make Tom get his second loss, up by 24 at the moment. Young Guns taking down Dan. Dan, you got to step it up, buddy. You're looking at an 0-7 hole. That's not good. A-holes and the PED system battling it out. A-holes looking to go to 4-3 and three and making stacks. Also go to 4-3. and three. A-holes in the lead at the moment. Christian and Kyle locked in a super tight one. We're talking 0. .7 points away. My goodness. Say, wow. And finally, Adam taking down Doug Kyle. Adam might move to six and one. Unbelievable on the heels of Luca. Luca. Donjic. That's it. Okay, well, that's going to do it for me. Signing out. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, this week we had our first big trade. So to talk about it, let's go to Stack Ola. Hey, good morning, no balls. Uh, Fantasy Brewing League. It is PED use uh, reporting in on Wednesday morning on 9:54 in in the AM. Um, no Powercast rankings this week. I wanted to do a little bit more in-depth analysis, and every time I sat down to do that, I ended up getting sidetracked and either looking at fantasy football or other fantasy basketball stats. Uh, I do apologize. I'll be having a kind of quarter or third season recap. Um, hopefully for next week's pod. Um, I really want to sit down and do some research. We'll get the teams and hopefully not get sidetracked. Uh, real quick, just wanted to report in on the trade that me and Andy did. Uh, I had sent him uh, Kemba Levine and Isaac for Dame and Julius Randle. Uh, last week, it sat in his trade box, trade inbox for a little while. I saw him Saturday night in person. Decided to take a look. Uh, Sunday goes by. Um, not, didn't get anything back, so I'm like, okay, we'll see. Uh, Monday morning, I'm at work and I get a text when he finally counters and he says, well, instead of Randall, how about Oladipo? Um, I know Oladipo is injured and a ruptured quad is not an easy thing to come back from, but I figured Oladipo's fantasy numbers at the end of the year, I can almost guarantee they'll be better than Randall's. So in my head, I thought that was a win and we pulled the trigger on the trade and Maybe uh, Fantasy Bruins' first big monster trade so far this season. Um, I have been kind of bummed out on my trade so far. I've uh, basically traded LaMarcus Aldridge for John Collins, who turned into a PED user overnight. And then I traded Levine away, or I traded uh, Capella away for Levine, and Capella is just putting up monster numbers. So um, not looking great so far. Dame Lillard put up to a 30 fantasy point game, which is 16 points less than his average on the season. So I did go against the Clippers, which is a tough defensive opponent. Um, Andy, I think, uh, did really well in the trade. I don't think either of us won or lost, in my opinion. I think he got some much-needed depth with Kemba, Levine, um, and Isaac. And uh, who knows when Vooch will be back, and Isaac's been beasting. And I don't think... They're going to play him less even when Gooch is back. I just think he's proven as a a young talent that he gets those minutes. Levine is frustrating to own. He's basically a points player. Um, Yeah, he can put up 50 fantasy points or 25, just somewhere in between, it seems like, every every night. And then Kemba's been kind of disappointing, in my opinion, so far. But, um, yeah, I I think we both did pretty good on the trade. I'm hoping Oladipo comes back. Somebody was saying early December. It is early December, so I'm kind of hoping by Christmas, and plus i got to wait out the John Collins PED use thing. So um, I'm not, you know, I wasn't really 
I was kind of lucky to have a few early wins in the season, and I think I could afford a few losses. So um, you guys take care. Uh, have a good rest of your week, Fantasy Brewing. PDU's out. And uh, don't worry, buddy. Um, we'll definitely be looking forward to that in-depth breakdown for the next PowerCast rankings. Uh, at least we have Sean right in the, you know, whatever. <laughs> what did he even call those? It's been so long. Sean, maybe you should um, write some rankings where you rank each team and you give it a name and whatever it is that you call it. But uh, to just appease the masses for a little bit, I have taken a look at the numbers. So enjoy. So I got that trade or I saw that trade notification today go through from Stax and Andy. And I'm going to say that it was just a little bit of a bizarre experience for me to see that because my first look, like right when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like Stacks just completely fleeced Andy in this deal. And the reason that I thought that was because I saw Damian Lillard and Victor Oladipo, who are two good guys in the league, right? Two guys that... We, our league, I think, loves. I think we can say that pretty fairly. And they're two guys whose names have a lot of clout. And then it got me thinking when I looked back on it and thought of Andy's roster, which, no offense, dude, hope school's doing, going well for you, but his roster sucks. And his team is not doing very well this year. And he's probably made one of the worst turns from being relevant every year to just completely ass this year. But he also had Steph Curry go down, and he spent a lot of money on Curry. So then I looked at it, I'm like, well, this actually gives Andy like three guys that he can play. And then I thought, huh, do, how does this help Stacks? I'm like, well, he's got – so anyway, made me go around and around and around in my head, which made me want to take kind of a deep dive look at the league. So I have this list of things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not doing any of them. Because I spent probably too much time going over and taking a look at the numbers and wanted to let y'all know a few things that I found. So last year, as we went through the whole league and I was like trying to request pod content, Ian Ian got back to me probably five or six times saying that he had been working on this like complex matrix that showed who is the best draft value. And every time he mentioned it to me, he made it sound like he had this thing that he was working on that was going to be shocking and it was going to be like super complex and super awesome. But he never got it to me. And I think that that concept of the best draft and best value and all that kind of stuff makes for really interesting content. And I think that it's also really tough because we're going to be seeing, I think, trade season really soon. So if we look at the standings in the league and we think about this a second, we're kind of a, we're six weeks in and six weeks in, we're going to have to start making moves for people to be thinking of the playoffs and what this means. So what we have right now is we have Latam, yours truly, and Adam tied for first with Adam at the one seed because he's got the head-to-head win. Uh, so we're both 5-1. and one. Then we have Stax, who just made a trade and seemed to text the thread on today, Monday, 
that he's looking to lose the next few weeks. At four and two, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams tied at three and three. And then we have Andy at one and five and Dan at oh and six. So Dan, in order to make the playoffs, is going to really have to make some moves and he's going to basically have to go on a hot streak, uh, kind of like I did um, last year to make the playoffs. But what I think that we're going to start noticing is we're going to really see some separation here. We're going to this week, you know, we're going to see some people rise, some people fall. And if Dan loses, he's pretty much done. And we saw a semi-desperation move by Andy or not desperation in the sense of he gave up a lot, but just like time to make moves. And as I was taking a look at these numbers, it seems like a lot of teams are going to be doing that now. So, like I said, I just spent way too much time going over the league and seeing things. But to just kind of do a little bit of a kind of where we're at, who's doing well, etc. So this season, just looking at the 2019 through the 20 game mark so far, only three players in the entire league are averaging 60 or more fantasy points. These being Giannis, Luka, and Harden. I think it's kind of interesting that two of those three are, are foreigners, but Giannis is at 62 for the season. Luca is at 60.9 and Harden is at 60.5. There are only three players averaging in the fifties. Those being LeBron at 55.4 cat at 52.4 and AD at 50.9. Then there are 17 guys in the forties. And that is a little bit um, exaggerated because one of those is DeAndre Ayton, who only played one game. And the other one is Vucevic, who's been on IR since the 20th of November. But that means that really, if you think about this, there's only 23 guys in the entire NBA that are averaging 40 or more fantasy points throughout the course of the season. So when we look at this, I think that that plays a lot into this. And like, I want, I was curious, like how are these guys distributed throughout the teams? So starting from the top, we'll go, Tom has one fifty pointer, zero 40 pointers, but eight guys averaging 30 or more. Adam has one sixty pointer, two 40 pointers and four guys averaging 30 or more. Stacks has one sixty pointer, one 40-pointer, and three guys averaging 30 or more. The commish has no guys averaging 60 or 50, but he's got four guys in the 40s and five in the 30s. So watch out for the commish. Um, I think you got lucky if you played him when he was, you know, preoccupied with his engagement and his brother's wedding and all that kind of shit. And now he's probably going to go on a hot streak. Dewey has only three guys on his t- entire roster averaging 30 or more, but he's got one 60-pointer, one 50-pointer, and one 30-pointer. So let's see if Dewey can upgrade his roster a little bit on the back half, and he can make a deep run. Then we have Kyle, who's got two 40-point guys and five averaging 30-plus. That's Kyle Witte. 
JB has no guys averaging 60, 50, or 40, but he's got eight averaging in the 30s. Chuck has one 50-pointer in Cat, two 40-pointers, and only two 30-pointers. Sean has one 40-pointer, could have been two if he didn't make that Trey Young trade, and four 30-pointers. Uh, Doug Kyle Ian has three 40-pointers and three 30-pointers. Andy, why he needed that desperation, has no guys averaging 60, 50, or 40, and only four guys averaging 30 or more. And Dan Coyote has two guys in the 40s. Unfortunately for him, one of them is on his IR, and the other one sits out a bunch of games. And he's got three guys averaging 30-plus. So then I thought, how many guys like are left on each person's roster from the draft? Tom has six. Adam has seven. Stax has two. Christian has three. Dewey has three. Kyle has five. JB has four. Chuck has five. Sean has six. Doug Kyleian has six. Andy has only two. And Dan has seven. I mention this because this is my fourth or fifth year in the league. And if you look at the draft recap or who was on, you know, the rosters at the end of the year, almost no one keeps this many people. And usually people have only one or two guys, right? Like the top guys. I don't see myself trading LeBron. I don't see, um, Giannis or Luca making moves, but most people like at some point we make these trades. So this is kind of going to start happening soon. And then as I kept like looking at the guys, there were a few things that jumped out. One was on Chuck's team. So Chuck has five guys from his original roster left, but one is Mike Conley and the other one is Lori Markinen. And both of them are only averaging in the twenties. Yet he dropped Draymond Green. That kind of surprised me. Also, I think that there uh, one major surprise to me too is that Ricky Rubio. This is the first year that he hasn't been like a waiver constant. He has stayed on Stacks' team. One of Stacks' only two remaining guys from the draft is Ricky Rubio. That kind of jumped out at me. Andy's two remaining guys, I think Andy will be the first one that we see who gets rid of his entire roster because he only has two remaining guys, and one is DeJounte Murray, and the other one is Julius Randle. So they can make moves. Um, Another thing that jumped out was that only nine teams are using the IR spot, and that is kind of a huge advantage that I'm surprised the other three teams aren't using. Just pick someone up, guys. Dan has classically sent something out with the 40-plus guys and 50-point guys and 30-point guys. And so I thought it was just kind of interesting to keep track. And I'm going to – I'll probably do something with this a little bit later. But I just think we're going to start seeing a lot of movement soon. And I can't wait to start seeing the logic that comes up. It's like, oh, he's a 30-pointer. Oh, he's a 40-pointer. Oh, he's this and that. And – We'll be, we will be seeing this, but there's only 23 guys averaging 40 or more. So then I wanted to, to, to take a look at that and say, okay, who had, who at this point, you know, what are we like 
close to a third, I think a third of the way done with the fantasy season, maybe more. Who are the best buys? And it came down to three choices. So I think that there have been three best buys so far with an honorable mention. So the first one is I think that the buy of the draft was Luka Doncic for $51. Um, He has been averaging the most points in the last 15 games, and he's an absolute beast out there. And Adam, well done for 51. I had him last year for a while and really liked it. If this was a keeper league, he would be on my roster for sure. I would never, never traded with JB. He would have been my keeper probably as long as I could have. Well done. Then the other two, it was a tie between Brandon Ingram and DeMontis Sabonis. Both drafted for $3 and Ingram is averaging 43 points and Sabonis is averaging 42.9. The honorable mention goes to Kawhi Leonard, averaging 48 points, and he was $41. DeAndre Ayton, even though he's suspended, if he can average in the 40s for $18, Adam, well done. And to have Luka and Ayton for a combined $69, sweet. Then the other two were Tatum for $12, averaging 37 points, and Jonathan Isaac, averaging 33 points for a dollar. Really interesting. So let's let those trades roll. Good luck, guys. Can't wait to see how this how this turns out. And that was just sort of a look at the numbers. NBA is the Balls Association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's the Balls Association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw.